Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Clayton in the Car. I'm Clayton Caldwell here. As I talk about the 2021 silly season, I know it's a little early, but there's been some rumors out there, and I kind of want to address where I stand um, and what I think about the silly season. So there's a lot to take in. There's a lot of drivers who uh, have contracts expiring, um, and I'm not, I'm not going to touch on them all. I know that today, but one big name driver who's got a contract expiring, who's been in the rumor mill recently, is Brad Keselowski. And I'm really going to focus on Brad Keselowski right now. Uh, so let's talk about him and where he could potentially end up in 2021. Um, obviously, he's at his final, he's in his final year of his contract at Penske. When you look at what happened here in 2020, and the crew chief change that Team Penske made where they've brought in uh, they had Paul Wolf there at that two team they brought in Jeremy Bolins to do their, go there Paul Wolf went to uh, the 22 and of course Todd Gordon went to the 12 and so far you know through two races it really hasn't it's only been two races it's not a really good way to dissect what's going on there but Brad certainly did not have the speed as other two teammates did at Las Vegas Motor Speedway it could have been just a bad race I could be looking into it too much. But I what I look at that with the crew chief change is the time it took place, when the crew chief change was announced and it happened. Uh, it happened and it was announced about, I'd say, January 9th, January 10th, a week or two into January. And, you know, when you compare that to where other crew chief changes were announced, you know, for example, Martin Truex Jr., when it was announced that Cole Pern was no longer going to be the crew chief for that 19 car, that was announced in December, early December. Um, and they announced a replacement shortly thereafter. So Team Penske waited until January to decide, you know what, we're going to make a change. Now, maybe it was done a little earlier than what it was told to us, but I have a hard time believing that it was done a month earlier than it was announced. I don't understand the point of waiting that long in the off season. So, you know, that got my brain turning a little bit and saying, well, what's could be the deal? Then I thought about Brad Kislowski's previous contract at Team Penske. You know, when he signed an extension a couple of years ago, uh, there was a lot to it. It was a it was a long battle. I remember sitting there going, when is Kozlowski going to get the contract done? You know, there was a lot of comments by Brad and, and Team Penske at that time, but basically saying they were going to get something done. They just haven't had anything officially done yet. So you sat there and expected it to get done, and it did. But what was the holdup? What took so long for that to happen? And, and that was right around the time, if you remember correctly, when Dale Earnhardt Jr. came, came out and said that a lot of the young drivers are um, undercutting the veteran drivers taking rides at a much cheaper price than the veteran drivers. And Harvick wasn't too happy with the comment. Uh, that's when Harvick kind of, you know, made a, a comment about Dale on his radio show. Harvick wasn't very happy with that. Uh, and I don't think a lot of drivers were too happy with that. But Brad was a veteran driver who I think fought for as much money as he could possibly get. Uh, and he fought it until, I believe, September when he made the uh, they made the announcement that the extension had been signed. So... When you put that in perspective and you say, well, that means Brad's probably going to do the same thing in this negotiation. Now, 
I also think about the openings for next season and what we're going to see. So keep Brad Keselowski to the side for now because these are two are going to tie in. But think about the openings for next season. One big opening is the 48 car at Jimmy Johnson. Obviously, we know if you've been under a rock, Jimmy Johnson is going to retire at the end of the 2020 season, opening up the 48 car. Now, if you're familiar with that deal and that situation, it was already announced that Ally, the sponsor of that 48 team, is going to be the sponsor next season and the year after. In 2021 and 2022, they re-upped for a two-year deal. Now, I believe they probably re-upped with the same terms, if not close to the same terms, they had with Jimmy Johnson. That would only make sense. You know, Why would they do something, uh, anything more or anything less than that? I'm sure uh, Hendrick's happy with it. I'm sure Ally's happy with the deal. So that, to me, meant a couple of things. One, if you take what, what we learned about younger drivers, Ally probably wasn't going to spend as much on a younger driver. And I think Ally would want a guy, with if they're spending as much money as they did on Jimmy Johnson, would want a guy who would move the needle a little bit. And no disrespect to Noah Gregson, I don't think Noah Gregson moves the needle as much as a guy like Brad Keselowski, who is a free agent at the end of the year. Um, if you know Brad's a former champion in this series, and remember there is some unfinished business there. When Brad was a Chevrolet guy when he started, uh, you know we all remember him driving for Dale Jr. in the Xfinity series, a nationwide series back then, having a really lot, a lot of success. And Rick couldn't keep Brad in his cars uh, at that time, and, and Brad went off and drove the 12 car for Team Penske, then got to the two, and really his career took off from there. Um, so I think there's some unfinished business there between both of them. I think both of them have a mutual respect for each other, both Brad and Rick Hendrick. Uh, and I also think Roger Penske is a type of guy, he's the type of owner that is loyal. If you're loyal to him, he's loyal to you. Rusty Wallace was there for a long time, even though, you know, sometimes the success hadn't, had, hadn't been there. Roger really doesn't really move guys unless it's a major unless they really really struggle or it's a major major issue like they had with Kurt Busch um if you stay at Team Penske you're there for a while um or you leave on your own so I think you know I read this about Junior Johnson and in Daryl Waltrip's book uh not too long ago about Junior being the type of owner who is loyal to you but if you start to look elsewhere while you're under contract with him then you're almost dead to Junior Johnson that's what Daryl Waltrip said uh, then, then you look. Then Daryl, you know, then Junior looks at you and says, "You, you don't even belong here." And, and Daryl said that because, you know, when Daryl was leaving, I think it was the end of the '86 season. Daryl was getting out of Junior Johnson and going to Rick Hendrick's team. Uh, he was looking elsewhere, and Junior knew it. And Junior was basically like, "I don't want him then if he's gonna if he's got his eyes set on elsewhere." And I believe that could be the same thing for Roger Penske. Now, I don't know Roger Penske well. I don't know how he operates. I could totally be wrong on that. But, you know, I would think that that would bother him a little bit. And maybe that's why we saw the crew chief change. Maybe that's why we saw, you know, Paul Wolf and Todd Gordon, who was had the two most success at Team Penske, go into his drivers who were contractually there through 2020 and through 2021. Um, so there's that. And I that's why I believe... Brad, who's, you know, holding out, who held out for as much money as he possibly could, 
is going to get a lot of money at at Hendrick because he's got a sponsor who can sponsor him there, who will pay the money to do it. So that leaves a lot of questions in the silly season. First of all, a lot of people figured that Kyle Larson would stick around and go to Hendrick Motorsports, stick around in Chevrolet, I should say, and go to Hendrick Motorsports. I believe, and, and again, I might be totally off base on this, I believe that Rick had dealt with a guy who's got dirt aspirations in Casey Kane. I'm not sure he wants to go that route just again right away. Now, Larson is an extreme talent. There's no question about that. But Rick makes these moves early. We saw it with, as I mentioned, Casey Kane. Remember when Casey Kane was a free agent? They brought him into the five car, and he ran for Red Bull Racing. That was a Hendrick deal. Rick put him in Red Bull for a year, and then they moved him to the five. Mark Martin retired. Casey went to the five. Uh, Rick is a visionary. I think he knew who he wanted to put in his car in October of 2019. Uh, went right when Jimmy told him, and I, again, that was announced, I think, right around November that Jimmy was going to retire. But I think he had a little inkling before that, and he started making his moves saying, okay, i got to get it now for 2021. we got to figure it out. And that's when the talks ramped up with Kozlowski, um, who was a free agent. And I think that's why, you know, the things that, that I mentioned before happened. Now, that leaves a lot of questions. Who's going to drive the two? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, maybe Roger Penske says, hey, I, I don't mind the dirt thing. I'm going to go get Kyle Larson to drive my two car. I could see that. Um, you know, I think Larson's more cut out for a Stuart Haas. Clint Boyer's in his final year of his contract in the 14. Uh, Tony might have a little bit more say in that car, and they could go out and get whoever they want. But Larson's going to be a hot commodity. There's no question. Chevrolet's gonna, probably going to want to keep him there in the 42. If Larson leaves the 42, which I think is going to happen, I think Kyle has has been a, a good sport for a while on that 42 car, and um, I think he's going to... But I think he's going to eventually get eyes to go elsewhere and go to another organization. You know, and that's where Ross Chastain kind of steps in and says, hey, I'll, I'll drive the 42. I mean, Chip owes him that for sticking with him through thick and thin there. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But that's my real predictions right now. Um, there's still a lot of stuff to be ironed out. I mean, 2021 is, is <laughs> almost 12 months away. You know, and and uh, there's still a lot to be ironed out. There's still a schedule that's supposed to be coming out that's going to be significantly reduced. Um, as far as the time is concerned, there's still be 36 races. Uh, there's also, uh, you know, the cars and the costs are going to go down, and the cars are going to be built by an, uh, a separate, you know, chassis builder, and and they're all going to be able to uh, purchase the same car. And so it's a lot of a lot of moving parts here for 2021, but. Um, there's going to be a lot of driver movement. There's no question about it. But I think right now, one that's concrete, and I talked about it earlier, is that Brad Kozlowski is going to drive the 48 car next year. That's where my thinking was, honestly, was um, that just the money aspect of it was was too big. I don't think these veteran drivers, uh, these veteran drivers, I think, are looking at it going, we got guys, we got to keep our our money up. We got to keep our uh, income up because you know. If it, if it goes down and it goes keeps going down, then everybody's going to lose out. we got to try and make as much money as we possibly can. That even even if that means leaving a great organization like Team Penske, who Kozlowski would probably have a ride for for life, and going to Hendrick Motorsports. Um, I think that is certainly something that's going to happen. Keep an eye on it as this uh, silly season rolls along. I want to thank everybody for listening and talking in circles. We'll see you next time.